to great professionals in and around Butler County about issues that affect you. And actually, today is going to be an interesting conversation because we're talking with Spencer D. Geibel of Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services. And we're going to be talking about transferring prepaid arrangements and just pre-planning in general. And you may know some things. You may uh, be surprised at some details that we're going to talk about today. So we'll do that. Now, before I ask Spencer to, to open up the gates, if you will, what we're going to do is just give you the reminder of how you can listen. Because I know a lot of you listen to us on the radio. Love you for it. Uh, but if you would like to listen to our stream, it's WISR680.com. You have us on Alexa-powered devices. You have the app that goes on your phone. You can download that for free. And then, of course, this is going to be our podcast of the day. So what you do is you go back onto our website at WISR680.com. Yeah, school's back in session. Class, open your computers. Here we go. Ready? So in the program or in the menu bar, you pick program, let's talk, and then you can look for this particular show and you can find it there. So Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Service. Spencer, how are you doing today? I'm good, Tracy. How are you? It is always nice to see you. You too, dear. With this brand new location. So if you're going up towards the high school, it's the building on your right down from the state police. And you have been quite the busy man, have you not? Yes. Um, actually, we opened up on July 12th. I've been here once since then. And um, it seems that the idea I brought to Butler is being grasped immediately. I've met with a lot of families so far. And so just an overview, because I know we want to focus on the pre-planning aspect of things, but what is the idea, the general gist that you say that you brought to Butler? I've been watching trends for years, and I've seen that most of our culture is moving away from the the large two- and three-day funerals we've, we saw through the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. And most folks are looking for a short viewing period, followed by burial or followed by cremation. So I designed the entire company and the building primarily around that idea of one very large room that the service can be held there in the room following two or three hours of open casket visitation or even a memorial service with an urn. So it's all held at one building if the family chooses, but the building is designed for that purpose, and it works out perfectly for that purpose. That it can all be held there, dramatically cut down on the cost, and dramatically simplify the entire process. So when you say you dramatically cut down on the cost, that would, I would think, be one of the keys here, because some folks listening may say, well, I can go to another place and get one day. Um, but is that one of the keys, is the cost? Yeah, one of the main ideas I had was to offer Butler an actual affordable funeral home, to actually offer Butler affordable options where the family's in control. My goal from the very beginning was to offer cost and prices that are on average about half of everyone else in the area. So the way I always say it is if they say four, I say two. If they say six, I say three. There's a simple little um, design I have that... I keep everything in-house. I have very few employees, and I do everything myself. So I don't, I'm not burdened by the expenses of outside companies working for me. It's literally me working with a family and me working for a family. So I'm able to dramatically, and I do mean dramatically, cut down on cost. And you take care of the family member who has passed yes, as I well. Do. So you take I make care my of own arrangements. I handle my own embalming. I handle all my own transportation. Everything is done there. We have our insurance license, our real estate license, our notary license, all of my licenses. They're all there at the funeral home at one location. So give, me, give us your phone number and website, and then I, I do want to get into the pre-planning aspect sure. of all of this, and we'll talk about, again, the, the busyness of your, your business since it's open. But what's your contact information? It's the Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services. 
We are located at 140 Newcastle Road, Butler, PA, 16001. The main line phone number is 724-287-4042. And I appreciate this. I always offer my personal cell number to everyone so I can be reached directly 24 hours a day. My personal cell is 412-605-8340. And our funeral home has a website, and the website is spencerdgeibel.com. Okay, very simple and easy. Yeah, I was, name, I was waiting for the whole nope, yeah, company everything. name. Okay, so spencerdgeibel.com. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that. Okay, and there is an open house uh, next Friday on the 6th. We'll talk more about that, but yes, just yes, to get is. that out there. It'll be 1 to 3, the open house on Friday, September 6th. And uh, so, yeah, but let's get into the pre-planning aspect of this because you and I have talked off the air a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so it it is intriguing, but I will also go from the perspective that I think most people may come to you with, I didn't know that. You know, I I, I thought that I I arranged with whomever I went to and that's what I have to do. But you're saying that's not necessarily the case. No, and just to preface all of this, just to show what I have been aiming for and doing the last month and a half is I've serviced four families already for at-need arrangements, and they needed my help right then. There's four families there. I've met with another 40 to 50 families for pre-arrangements where they wanted to come in, they wanted to establish their goals, their wants, and their own arrangements so when something happens to them, it's already in paper. It's already written down. And folks are able to come to me, offer me their goals and their wishes with their family involved, with their family present, but their, but, but their desires are actually written down. And then they have the option to fund those arrangements. And we can put the money into a trust or normally into an irrevocable insurance policy. So that's how pre-arrangements work. You get to go to a funeral home ahead of time, one day, one year, or 20 years before your passing, and offer your funeral home of choosing, your wishes, with your family involved, so everyone's there as a team, as a unit, working together, so they, so everyone there knows what the one person truly wants and what their wishes really are. And you have the option to put it in writing and or put it in writing and fund it. So most folks choose to fund it for a couple of different reasons. One is you can put it into an irrevocable trust, which keeps it off of your 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 true wealth line another reason is aiming to lock in today's service cost if it's funded today my funeral home will guarantee these prices will stay below the growth of the policy and and i just want to make sure that that i've stated and and it's out there that spencer d guybel funeral home and cremation services on Newcastle Road is independent of anybody else that's in the county. So it, it, that's one thing that you have to know. So when you're going com, you're going to the location of Newcastle Road. And so with that being said, when you're talking about pre-planning, I know that you know a lot of people come beforehand. You're already dealing with quite a few mm-hmm. people, but then you're going to get people like me. And yeah. I'm going to come to you and say, I don't even know what I want because I really don't want to talk about this, but I'm here, so help me out. And no one does. It is not a chair people want to sit in when they come into my office, and I completely understand that. I try to handle the entire situation with, with child gloves and make it as simple and as informative as possible. I tell everyone the same thing. Please come to me no matter what, and I will educate you, and then you can go to whichever funeral home you choose to go to. But at least you're walking into their office or mine again with knowledge. 
and with an understanding of what your options truly are, of how prices truly work, of what benefits are actually there for you for being a PA resident or a veteran or a county resident um, or a recipient of some fund or some, or some uh, disability. There's so many options out there. So of all the folks that have come to me, <coughs> most came to me as their first funeral home, and they designed their future services with me as their first funeral home. But almost half of them have met with other funeral homes already. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, is the ability to move your arrangements. Here's a couple of different examples. Someone could have met with a funeral home in Westmoreland County 20 years ago, and they arranged their services with that funeral home 20 years ago. And they bought a policy with that funeral home 20 years ago. That does not mean they have to stay with that funeral home. They may move to California. They may move to Butler. They may choose a different funeral home in that area. But these arrangements are always portable. Only the final funeral home that actually offers the work and actually serves the family is allowed to apply for those funds in the policy, no matter who sold that policy. So folks are allowed to meet with numerous funeral homes, and they may have already met with someone in the 80s, the 90s, or even last week, and then come to me or to a different funeral home, simply rewrite or transfer what they already wrote down the first time, and only the final funeral home that actually does the work can apply to those funds. It's a shame. Not many folks know that they are not stuck with the very first funeral home they met with, or they are not obligated to stay with the funeral home that sold them the policy last year or 20 years ago. These policies are always transferable to the final funeral home that actually offers the services. And these arrangements can be changed, increased, decreased, altered, and moved from funeral home to funeral home across your lifetime. So how does the transferring work? I assume that you take care of that, or do I Most take definitely. care of it? I mean, that would take us through that process. It's entirely up to me to handle the transferring. And not all policies truly need transferred. It comes down to the final funeral home is allowed to apply for the funds. Some companies do want the assignment changed. Some companies do want a beneficiary to be altered. Some companies do want the owner of the policy to state, I'm not working with the new funeral home. But to keep it very simple, and I try to keep all of my services extremely simple as, as I can, most times we just transfer the arrangements, agree to new and much lower numbers, and we'll wait until that time to apply for the funds. And I always tell folks, the excess of funds goes back to the estate, which means the excess in funds goes back to the family. And folks always say, so it's just about saving money. You can say that. You can ask for a larger service for dramatically less cost with my funeral home. But I can also say it's not about how much you love the money. It's about how much you want your family, how much you love your family. And you want them to receive what's left over versus a different company. So when you say company, in any funeral home situation, this is where I don't understand how this process works. So if I'm coming to you and you're, you're talking companies – are you talking, um, I don't, see, I don't know what the terminology would be, because aren't you the company, or yes. you're working with companies to get the money? Now, I'm referring to funeral home A versus funeral home B versus okay. funeral home C versus me. Okay. So if they met with funeral home A nine years ago, and they invested, let's say hypothetically, just as a number to use, $10,000 into a policy with funeral home A that many years ago, and they come to me, and my services are equal 
in quality, but half the cost. When I actually offer those services, I'll only receive what my price is. The rest stays with or goes back to the family. Now, when you say you mentioned that you apply for those funds to be transferred, are you talking, again, funeral home, or is there another entity involved in this with funds coming to funeral There's homes? normally an insurance company involved. Oh, an insurance company. Yes. Okay. So when someone passes away, we apply with a claim form to the insurance company, and it requires someone's certificate of passing, their death certificate, mm-hmm. and a claim form and a funeral bill. So those are the three things we need to offer to the insurance company to receive the funds. And once again, it does not matter what funeral home wrote or sold the policy one year ago, 10 years ago, or 30 years ago. It's the final funeral home that actually offers the services. You use their price list. You don't use the original funeral home's price list. So again, if the transferring over to you involves some options that could be changed, can you give us a couple of items that could reduce the cost if that's what we're looking for, or just knowing that there's an option A, like what music we want? You know, I I don't know what are the options that are out there, and I think that's what most people don't know. Sure. I met with a woman last week, and she had a full two-day service arranged with another local funeral home. And it came to $13,000 with her choice of vault, her choice of casket, and her choice of one full day of viewing followed by a church service. She wanted to change it a little bit. She wanted a different casket, and she wanted to use my price list versus their price list. And it came to less than $8,000. So that $5,000 difference will go back to her estate, which means it goes back to her family. She still has one full day of viewing. We're still going to church the following day. She did save a few dollars changing casket quality in the exact same vault. Just my overall difference in my service cost saved her almost $5,000. We're talking with Spencer D. Geibel, Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Spencer, of course, the owner of the funeral home that is on Newcastle Road, independent of anyone else that, that is in the county. And I want to ask you, when you talk about um, the, the funeral vaults or the, the caskets, what are we buying? And I say that because I look at pictures and I say, okay, that one would be nice. I don't, I don't, when you say quality, I mean, does it, does it matter? Does it not matter? I don't think we ever really go down that path of information because in the moment that we're picking out caskets, our minds are elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I normally offer my families what we call merchandise, the products, urns, vaults, and caskets. I offer to them a couple different ways. One is, do we want to stay within a price window? So they say, yes, please keep it below X amount. So I show them options below X amount. Another idea is they want this material. They want steel versus stainless steel, or they want cement versus copper when it comes to vaults, or they want a brass urn versus a marble urn. Sometimes they want an actual material, so we go that avenue. But all three do have different levels of quality. Urns, and my goal is to sell everything that's American-made. I try to sell everything American-made, or at least involved with America somehow. That is one of my first goals, and I'm very picky about that. So with my urns, I try to offer American-made and homemade. There's a lot of um, production companies in Pennsylvania and around the country that sell homemade wood urns and homemade spun urns. Um, So we have, there's brass, there is stainless, there are resin urns, and all these different materials have different costs plus different designs. Then you can get into the casket idea, and caskets come in different thicknesses of metal. That changes the cost. The type of metal 
steel versus stainless steel versus copper versus bronze, that changes the cost. The quality of the interior, either a crepe, which is a very uh, thin material and kind of abrasive to your fingertip, or velvet, which is thicker, softer, a little, a little bit um, more aesthetically pleasing, it seems, that will increase the cost. And then caskets have either a gasket or no gasket. And the gasket is designed to keep moisture out of the casket. So I want to ask this question. I want to be respectful, of course, because thinking of, of my question is, for some folks who don't want to hear the answer, then I will just tell you that I'm going to be as respectful as I can. Um, but in the end, does it make a difference in what kind of material that one is picking? Because the casket's going to go in the ground. Of course, the urn is you know, going to be put somewhere. I can understand the urns because that would still be visible. Most times. The caskets are not visible, obviously, going into the ground. So does the, the material make a difference, we'll just say, in the end? Uh, minimally. It can. There's, there's, it's almost an impossible question to answer. Because okay. there are so many intrinsic and extrinsic factors which come into play for how long someone stays safe, okay. we shall say. What part of the country they're buried in. The, the temperature of that area how deep the grave is, if they go into ground burial versus mausoleum burial, the quality of the casket, the material of the casket, if there is a gasket on the casket, um, there's so many factors that come into play for how long one of these units will last. It's, it's pretty much an impossible question to really answer. So you don't want the casket to break down? Is that what the it's mainly goal moist, is? It's mainly moisture control. Moisture control. Mainly. Okay. And that goes with vaults also. There are very simple, reasonable cement vaults. And just so we're on the same page, a vault is a cement or metal structure in the shape of a casket, which, which encapsulates the casket to keep the ground of the cemetery level. Um, the ground will be too heavy to be supported by the lid of a casket. Oh, okay. So most cemeteries, almost all, require that a vault is purchased. The vault goes into the ground first, the casket goes into the vault, and the vault has a heavy cement lid. And its main goal is to support the ground so it's safe to walk on graves, it's safe for vehicles and for equipment to transport across graveyards. So vault is more or less a cement casket outside of your purchased metal casket or purchased wood casket. And the main reason we have vaults is to protect the cemetery grounds. And it's not a law. It is a cemetery requirement, and almost all require a vault. Didn't know that information. I mean, I, I appreciate you mentioning it because the many cemeteries I've visited, I don't think I put two and two together on how can I keep walking. How do they, yeah. again, mow the grass? They have to mow the yeah. grass. They have to get equipment across, and, and so the that's same interesting. Way, the interesting. same way as caskets, that there are higher levels which have better seals and different shape seals which keep more moisture out. So the quality of the vault the quality of the casket, if there is a gasket on either or both, the location, the temperature, a lot of different variables come into play. So again, Spencer, I'm going to go back to the pre-planning aspect mm -hmm. of what you do for your funeral home. Of course, Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Because I would think that this would be a part of uh, the pieces of the puzzle that you have to put together. Because I don't know, again, in the moment, if you are having to pick a casket or a vault and all of the decisions, once your loved one passes, your mind is elsewhere. Pre-planning, mm -hmm. I would think, would be the opportunity to ask you the questions, even though you can ask mm -hmm. any time. But, you know, my mindset may be a different in a different place to be able to ask you these questions. Definitely, and and pre-arranging is very mature. 
It's very responsible. It takes the burden off your children and your spouse. Um, across the board, I've seen so many benefits to prearranging, at least getting your information down with a funeral home. It makes a dramatic difference at that time. I'm able to call a family and say, Mom took care of all of it. Come back in for a few moments. We'll go over what she wrote down, and we can move forward. Versus if nothing's planned, and then where you're in a situation where you need to meet for an extended period of time, half hour to an hour and a half, make all these selections during a time of duress, during a time of stress, during a time of emotional pain, and you're, you're just not as clear. Your mind is not as clear as it would be if you're doing this years in advance. Let me ask you this question. Let's say that scenario, again, is, is what is in front of us where mom made the arrangements. You're asking mm -hmm. people to come back in. Does anyone else still have the authority to make any changes to that? 100% yes. So it's the last person in a sense. It's your next so account. how do you handle that then if you have an entire family and you have three siblings who all want to make the decision? One of our missions is to keep families together and to keep them working together. And sometimes we have to lightly guide them into, let's come to a solution. Let's come to a mature, rational, practical decision here. Because as we said before, when these folks are transferring their ideas and plans from one funeral home to mine or to another, sometimes they're changed. And it doesn't mean always decreasing the level of service. Sometimes when folks have a direct simple cremation arranged with funeral home B in some other area, they come to me and I'm able to offer open casket viewing for the same price funeral home B offers direct simple without viewing cremation. Sometimes we change it. And we can even see that a family will come to us and mom could only afford some level of service with another funeral home. Well, with my decreased cost, there is now, if we use the same amount of funds in the policy or in a trust, we are able to dramatically increase the level of service. They have more options now. Now they can afford a casket maybe. Now they can afford a few hours of open casket viewing or a memorial service or a luncheon somewhere or something they weren't able to afford earlier. So these are always very flexible. They're always changeable. No matter what was written down at any other funeral home, it can be changed to add services to it or decrease services from it. And it's always the final funeral home, which is the only one that's able to apply for the funds from the insurance company. Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services at spencerdgeibel.com if you want to go ahead and, and go online and, and find Spencer. And I will have to say thank you for being here mm -hmm. and thank you for talking because even in my position, I'm just thinking of all the people that I lost and it's a very hard conversation because you just want to start. In, 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 when people talk to you, I'm sure they just want to break down and cry. Mm -hmm. And that is a hard conversation. And so I appreciate you your demeanor mm -hmm. in, in how you approach the conversation and I'm explanation. Trying to educate, yes. I know it's a very stigmatized, very taboo, very fearful field. And it's one of the only guarantees we have in this world. That one day we're going to end up working with a funeral home. It's one of the only guarantees we have. And I tried, I, I have just went to the end trying to make this as simple as possible. Everything from the location, from the design of the building, from the minimal staff to my price list. I have broken down what most funeral homes have a long, large, exaggerated price list. Mine is extremely small. It is all-inclusive. When I state a number, it literally is that number. There aren't add-ons when it comes to the funeral home portion. Um, and I am very transparent with these prices. I literally mail out my price list. Most funeral homes 
how should we say, guard their price list a little bit. I've actually mailed out over 1,000 of them already. I drop them off. I hand them out in every room except for my visitation room. I have my price list in pamphlet form. I offer them to anyone. And, and I know your focus is on the, the, the people you're helping in the families. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one to ask you, is sure. that why do you think you've, you've gotten so busy? I mean, you really have gotten busy yeah, uh, since um, you opened up. Yeah, four funerals in the uh, first month, actually, and a lot of prearrangements. Phone rings all day, every day. I believe it is a fresh idea. I might be a little biased because I, it's, it's my your idea. company. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a little Absolutely. biased, but I have watched funeral homes since the day I was born. And I have worked and work all over the place. And I've seen what works and what's not working. And I've seen where our culture is going. So I tried to design an idea that met and matched where our culture is going versus trying to force our culture into an idea. So the whole idea of transparent pricing, it's the same thing as if you go to a store. You know what you're going to pay before you take the item to the register. It's the same idea I have, a very simple very low-cost idea. Um, I always call it the, uh, the Walmart theory. People want the most for the least, and I understand that. Yeah. We're all the same. Every yeah. one of us price shop, but we want a high-quality service for a low cost. We don't want to sacrifice anything. I understood that also. So to keep this thing together and to keep the idea flowing, I had to bring in a, 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 an amazing full-time employee, plus myself, and design this building at a certain location for all these parts to function together. Well, and the outside of the building looks mightily different it's than phenomenal. a Thank lot you. of uh, other funeral homes anywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter Butler County or not. It's very different. But the inside, you're not lacking ambiance, are you? Because no. again, and I have to say this, we only have about four minutes left with you. I could keep you here all day. But um, when you're talking about a funeral and services, you're talking a lot about grief and closure mm-hmm. and, and the ambiance to help you through that process. It, so the inside of your building, does it meet that? Most definitely. If the outside impresses you a little bit, if the massive wall around the building impresses you just a little bit, please stop in to see the inside. The inside is phenomenal. It is very simple, very practical, but it's state-of-the-art. Um, the building is covered in my personal art collection, all by a local butler artist. Um, phenomenal, extremely warm, but very efficient and intelligent. And you have a large parking lot, probably one of the largest ones, you it know, is one in, of the in the county. Ones, yeah. One because I passed that and I went, oh, there's space. Yeah, <laughs> folks space can't park. tell where all their spots to the right, to the left, behind, and in front. It's actually a massive parking lot. Really quick, let's fit this in because I promise we talk about this. Your open house, September sixth. That's going to be next Friday from one to three. Correct. And the Chamber of Commerce of Butler is helping me, helping me with it. So w- can we just go in and? and You'll be there, I I'll assume. definitely be there. Yeah. We're going to have food. We're going to have uh, meat trays, drinks. A formal ribbon cutting is at 2 p.m. Um, a walkthrough. A walkthrough walk tour through the and, entire mm-hmm. building, tour the lot. Um, please check out every single room. I have two perfectly required handicap accessible bathrooms. Every single aspect of that, ha- of that building is handicap accessible. There's not a single step or a single ramp inside that building. The bathrooms are 100% approved for handicap accessibility. That again, open house next Friday, the Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services. That's on Newcastle Road. Spencer is independent of anyone else in the in the county. Again, the open house, 1 to 3, September 6th with the chamber. And uh, so you can go at that time if you'd like. If you'd like to call, feel free and do that. Uh, Spencer, in the last minute, your final thoughts again about the prearranging and the transferring. I just think it's really important that folks know what their options are. 
um, I'm trying to educate folks more than anything. So I do want folks, as I said before, come to me with questions, and then you can go wherever you choose. But at least you'll walk into a different office with the knowledge and with the questions to ask. And I really do hope folks can start to understand that even though they met with a funeral home 20 years ago or two years ago or their mother did for them or their uncle did for them, these are always transferable, and only the last funeral home that offers the services is able to apply to those funds. Those policies are not in control. They're not controlled by someone else. We can always uh, redesign services. We can always reapply for policies. Spencer D. Geibel, Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Spencer, thanks for coming in. Thank you, dear. SpencerDGeibel.com is the place to go online if you'd like to find out more. I'm Tracy Morgan for Let's Talk. Thank you very much for joining us. You can get this as the podcast of the day. Go online to WISR680.com, pick programs, and then Let's Talk, and you can go from there. I'm Tracy Morgan. Have a good day.